0: You're about to experience a life-giving message from Bishop Kevin Foreman, the people's bishop and pastor of Harvest Church. We exist to lead people to totally love God, love people, and love life as one church in global locations. Find out more on our website at www.harvestchurch.church or get our app by texting the word HARVEST to the number 877-552-4746. Your Faithful Giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. So bless what blesses you in our app or online at www.harvestchurch.church forward slash give. Now here's today's life-giving message.
1: It's at the bottom of the screen. I'm lifting my phone because I got the Harvest Church mobile app and i encourage you to get that you can get that on our website let's go for god's glory this is my best year yet repeat that for god's glory this is my best year yet say that again for god's glory this is my best year yet let's go to the word i'm about to hear i believe i obey i manifest and that settles it in jesus name amen so god we tell you that we are open and we are ready lord help us to get over every offense that we have dealt with or are currently dealing with and in advance from any offense that will come our way come on lift your hands in the building and online say help me get over it god say i can't live there i can't stay there i've got to heal i must heal and it starts right now put a praise behind that 915 hallelujah touch somebody on your left and your right and say let's heal let's heal let's heal let's heal so this series this month is called spiritual adulting and we see this concept from the apostle paul in first corinthians 13 and 11 he says this when i was a child i spoke like a child i thought like a child i reasoned like a child but when i became a man and i've taught you that is not automatic this is where you're gonna have to make a decision to grow up this is where you're gonna have to make a decision to become a spiritual adult and for some of you you're waiting on automatic things that are not automatic it's something you're gonna have to to do manually, he says, I gave up and separated from childish ways. Question Is what childish ways do you need to separate from? Look at me, it's always easy for us to look at other people and see what they need to separate from. Here's the question What do you need to separate from? Spiritual adults are not busy being in other people's business because spiritual adults are minding their own business and handling their own business. I wish you'd lay your hands on yourself, say, handle your own business. I don't have time to know what's going on in your house because I'm getting my house in order. I I don't have time to know what's going on in your marriage because I'm making sure mine is right. I don't have time to get involved in your financial affairs because I'm making sure that I'm hitting new financial levels. I need you to touch two or three people around you and say, mind your business, Mind, mind your business, mind your business. Paul says, when I became a man, I gave up childish ways. Implied is I gave up my childish ways. And how do we do this? I've taught you from 1 Corinthians 11 and 31. But if we evaluated and judged ourselves honestly, and this is the challenge many of us have, is because it's easy to be in delusion about the real you. It's easy for you to think you're great and you're not. It's amazing. I want to preach hard now. It's amazing because many people will say this about themselves I'm really tough on myself. But you look at the fruit they produce and say, evidently not. Why? Because your fruit has not improved over time. I wish you'd make this declaration about yourself say, Lord, help me see me. Help me. It is so easy to stare out of the window and see everybody else, but spiritual adults look in the mirror and see themselves. Michael Jackson says, I'm looking at the man and the woman in the mirror, and I'm asking them to change their ways. Here's what the Bible says, evaluate yourself. What does an evaluation mean? You need to look at how you perform and see, is that your best, and ca- or can you do better? And I'm going to tell everybody under the sound of my voice, there's better on the inside of you. I- Come on, somebody say, there's better on the inside of me. He says, but if we evaluated and judged ourselves, now judgment means that I got to correct myself. So I got to see myself, then I got to check myself. I got to see myself, then I got to check myself. Can I tell you why many people never ever do this? It's because they speak to people that become an echo chamber for them. What does that mean? You talk to other sorry, sloppy, half-ass people, and now they reinforce your sorry, sloppy, half assedry I'm not cussing. Deuteronomy 22 and 10 says thou shalt not plow with an ox and an ass together. What does that mean? It means that instead of being an ox where you get things done, you become an ass where you're bucking and never making things happen. I prophesy and pray over you that you would be an ox and not an ass. Lift your hands and say, I'm an ox, I'm an ox, I'm an ox. You cannot just sit up and talk to people who have your same issue and ask them what they think about the issue. You cannot just sit up and talk to people who got your same struggle and get their opinion about your struggle. You cannot be in an echo chamber and consequently many Christians are in echo chambers. You call somebody who has the same negative attitude as you and you see what they think about your negative attitude and all they do is reinforce your attitude. You talk to other people who are still struggling with rejection and abandonment and you ask them what they think about rejection and abandonment and consequently it's the same thing. I need you though to watch me. I think I got some spiritual adults in this building and online. I can say that yesterday was my last day in an echo chamber. He says, but if we evaluated and judged ourselves honestly, you'll never be honest with yourself when you're surrounded by liars. And the sad part is some of you are married to liars, so they tell you lies to make you feel good. You ain't going to say nothing to me right through here. I'm going to preach real hard now. Make sure your best friend's not a whole lie. Make sure your spouse can tell you the truth about yourself instead of stroking your ego. Your ego doesn't need any more stroking. He says, but if we evaluate it and judge ourselves honestly, what does this mean? Recognizing our shortcomings and then correcting our behavior. So I got to recognize it, then I got to rectify it. I got to recognize it, then I've got to rectify it. I've got to recognize it, then I've got to rectify it. I've got to recognize it, then I've got to rectify it. I can't just recognize and never rectify it because what this means is you'll stay stagnant. And I'm going to tell you, your days of stagnation are over. You will not be in this same place 12 months from now. I'll prophesy by myself. You're not going to be in the same place by the end of this month. You're not going to be in the same place. Let me prophesy to my radical people. Come here. By the end of this day, I wish you lift up your hands and say, I'm maturing and I'm growing up quickly, 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 quickly. Let's go. Paul says, if we evaluated and judged ourselves honestly, and then we recognize and corrected our behavior. Look at the last part of the verse. We would not be judged. What is judgment? Judgment is when God has to correct you by force because you won't do it by choice. Judgment is when God makes them fire you so that you recognize you have an attitude problem. Judgment is when God says, I'm going to take the house so that you learn how to obey me in your giving. Because you made that house your God and you didn't tithe because you had the house. Y'all ain't going to talk, let's talk. Judgment is when God says, I'm going to kill the relationship. Y'all were good for one another, but you made a God out of him. You made a God out of her. So I'm going to shut your little relationship down. Since you wouldn't do it by choice, God says he'll do it by, by what? Which means you don't get a choice in the matter when he does it. Is there anybody that can be honest at this 915 where you have had God have to correct some things by force? where he literally took it out of your hands and said, now, I don't care what you do now. This is what it's going to be. I don't care how much you cry. This is what it's going to be. Pray all you want. I ain't changing my mind. Fast all you want. I'm not changing my mind. I'm going to correct you by force. And here's why I need you to rejoice. If you still got a pulse, that means God still has a plan. Why is that good news? He's not giving up on you yet. Can I get you to worship God for five seconds that he's not giving up on you? It's not over for you. And anybody that counted you out, they cannot count. Come on, 915, open your mouth and say, it's not over for me. Say, I'm just getting started. So Wednesday's message was called, How to Receive Rejection and Abandonment. Because rejection and abandonment are things that people often say, I don't receive that. You don't have a choice. The issue is, how are you going to receive it? Because rejection and abandonment, they are part of life. They are part of your spiritual adulting process. And in Jeremiah 10 and 19, I told you about Jeremiah, who is a man of God. He is a prophet, and his assignment literally deals with interacting with people who routinely reject him. His assignment is routinely dealing with people who routinely, watch me, operate in abandonment. Pay attention. I need for you to hear me. Somebody say, that's part of life. Make sure that you are not the cause of rejection and abandonment. Because for some of you, the reason you keep reaping it is because you keep sowing it. And God is not mocked. Whatsoever a man sows, that shall he also reap. You know what? Watch me. Um, you know what? I, I used to get so frustrated, mad when people would do stuff. i am be like, Lord, I didn't train this one. I didn't talk to this one. I and I stopped getting mad about it. Say why, Bishop? Because he said, I'm going to make them reap what they do to you. And their harvest is gonna be worse than what they did to you. So I take great joy in knowing that God is gonna make sure that whoever does me dirty, look at the person next to you, say, God's got them. Because they're gonna to have to reap what they sow. Every lie they told you, they're gonna reap it. Every 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 inconsistency they had with you, God's gonna make sure they reap it. But Jeremiah is dealing with people, and he's not at that place. Jeremiah. He's dealing with people that are constantly rejecting him. And he, watch me, he thinks that because they're rejecting his message, that it automatically means a rejection of him. And the truth is, most of us, we cannot separate who we are from what we do. So Jeremiah, because his assignment was difficult, he was dealing with Judah, who had rejection and abandonment issues. I taught you that on Wednesday. So this is how they do Jeremiah. And make no mistake, Jeremiah, they're not just doing this to you. They do this to God. Pay attention to how people do God because they're not going to give you anything better. If they're inconsistent with God, who the hell are you to think they're going to be consistent with you? I'm not cussing. It's a Greek word, Gehenna, which means hot trash. Watch me. If they lie to God, they're going to lie to you. If they are unfaithful to God, they're going to be unfaithful to you. It blows my mind how sometimes people will get in relationships and say, I can't believe this person did me like this. I'm confused as to how you're confused about how they did you because look at how they did God. There might not be a penalty for how they treat you, but there's sure enough a penalty for how they do God. And you cannot be angry that people do you in a way less than they do God when God is the source of their life. He is the strength of their life. He is the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. None like him, none beside him, and people still do him dirty. So who are you? Would you look at the person on your left and your right and say, who are you? Who are you? Who are you? How are you expecting something that they do not give to God? for them to give to you. So Jeremiah, as he's dealing with this rejection and abandonment, here's what he says. Woe is me because of my hurt. He says, now pay attention. L- look at what he's doing at the first part of the verse. He's saying, woe is me. In other words, he's staring out the window. He says, I can't believe they did me like this. How many of us can be honest that we've had moments where we sat in the seat of unbelief? We sat in the seat of, I can't believe you did me like this. We sat in the seat where we were mad because somebody hurt us. And then you got on the phone and said, can you believe what this did to me? Now, y'all may have been any variety of pronouns that you assigned to them. Any adjectives, adjectives that you have ascribed to them. And then if you don't like what that first person says, you get on the phone with somebody else and say, you know what? I need somebody to agree with me. Watch me 915. What if God has been shedding your circle so that he could get rid of your agreement for negativity? What if he made it so that you can't call nobody to agree with you? Because God says, no, we're not staring at the window anymore. We're about to look in the mirror. Jeremiah says, woe is me because of my Hurt. He's like, I can't believe this happened to me. And then watch what shifts. In the middle, he has a 1 Corinthians 13 moment. In the middle, he has a spiritual adulting moment. And everybody has these moments where that you've got to have where it's your, it's your spiritual adulting moment. Everybody's got to have these moments where you you just decide I'm going to grow up. Everybody has to have these moments where when you want to pop off. Anybody have one this morning? I did. Just a few minutes ago. Um... <laughs> I say, where you have to decide to spiritually adult, where you have to decide this is not going to pull me into this crazy place. You're not going to get me to act like a child. I'm not going to speak like one. I'm not going to think like one. I'm not going to reason like one. So in the middle of this verse, he says, but I said, and I need you to shout this thing in a second. When I count to three, shout this thing because this is going to be your moment. See, for some of you, your test is simply to get you to this place. For some of you, the reason God has not fixed them is because He doesn't intend to until you say this. He's not going to change anything until you say the right thing. Come on, y'all. On three, I need you to shop this in this building and online. You type it in all caps and shout it. You're going to say just the same thing Jeremiah said. Go back, please. You're going to say the same thing that Jeremiah said. But I said. On three, I need you to open up your mouth and release that. One, two, three. But I said. What does this mean? He's starting to speak like a spiritual adult. Because when I was a child, I spoke like one, I thought like one, I reasoned like one. But what is he doing right here? Jeremiah says, let me start talking like the level I want to be at instead of the level I feel like I'm at. And for some of y'all, watch me. You got a lot of pain, but you need to start saying, I'm 100% helping and I'm 100% here. For some of you, you got a lot of people who do you dirty, but you got to say, God's put some great people around me. For some of you, you got a lot of stuff that messes with your mind, but you got to say, he'll keep me in perfect peace, whose mind is staked. So what did he do? He's spiritually adulted. He says, but I said, truly this is an affliction. Look at the last part. And I must, stop right there. When you're grown, you don't have the choice not to handle business. <laughs> Bishop, you don't know what they did to me. Listen, so what are you gonna do with that? Well, I'm mad. Okay, you've been mad for two weeks. What are you gonna do with that? Well, it's not right. Okay, and life's not supposed to be fair. That's why you have favor. Favor makes up for what's not fair. Paul, let me take a praise break in the room. For every person where you've ever dealt with some unfair stuff, but you've seen your God make up for it with your favor, on three, release a praise. One, two, three, go. Wasn't Wasn't fair. Wasn't fair. Wasn't fair, but favor made up for it. Wasn't fair, but favor made up for it. Open your mouth, 915, say, it wasn't fair, but favor made up for it. That's what favor is for, for what's not fair. Got it? He spiritually adults. He says, this is an affliction. He's like, this, can, can I talk real 915? He's like, this sucks. Okay, you ready? Look at me. Come real close. Come real close. Get real close. Come on, real close, real close. In the middle of the the Here's what he was really saying. God. These people of yours suck. That's who he was dealing with. You ever had a moment where you were like, God, duh, these. And some of y'all can't say nothing because you're sitting next to the one you... like that all the time well, I say God these people and what be getting me is this the ones who know better cause they the first one to check somebody else first one to have a problem with somebody else and I'll be like well, let's get this mirror out matter of fact <laughs> Look, for a prop, this series, I want some of them little packs that the, that the ladies have. You know, no makeup, though, just the little packs. Now, they can pay extra for that, but for the little packs, the little packs for mirrors. So, everybody going to get a mirror when you come into church. So, mirror, mirror, in my hand, help me to stop. <laughs> look at me, look at me, everybody look at me, everybody look at me. This is truly, this is an affliction, but I must bear it. See, when you're a spiritual adult, I cannot control what anybody else does. But I can control how it affects me. And for some of you, watch me. Your last day of being negatively affected by the stuff people do? Because here's what spiritual, here's what children try to do. Children try to go change the person. Spiritual adults say, "Mm "Mm I recognize what you are. I recognize who you are. I recognize how you move. So what I need to do is bear it, but bear it according to my knowledge about how you move. Because some of you keep getting hurt by the same family member. Look at me, it's not their fault, it's yours now. Some of you keep getting hurt by the same friend. You're like, why they keep doing this to me? Because you're an easy target, Mark. I, I need you to elbow somebody next to you and say, let's grow up, let's grow up. Say, Bishop, you preaching strong. I am, because we don't have time for you to stay stuck in this stuff. We don't have time for you to tiptoe through the tulips about this. Watch me. By the, by the end of today, some of you are about to upgrade several levels in your maturity. Come on, 915 elbow. Somebody next to you say, let's grow up and let's grow up quickly. So today's message is called How to Get Over Being Offended. Now, before I define it, based on your understanding of being offended, how many of you would say you've ever been offended? Okay. How many of you, okay, right, you put them down. How many of you, you're offended right now at something At somebody? Put your hands up, come on. And we be honest, be honest, be honest. Some of y'all are lying. Because you still ain't looked over at your neighbor. So I tell you offended. Offended people never like people. Offended people always have an issue with people. Offended people are always somebody look at them the wrong way. I'm offended. But that ain't your face. Somebody say something to them the wrong way. I'm offended. I, 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 I you can say what you want. I ain't gotta respond. Somebody said something to me one time, and what they said is, is not the appropriate way to come at me. So so I kept doing what I was doing. And and then somebody said, Did you hear him? I said, No. I said, you're not going to pull me into an offended place. What you just said ain't how you come to me. If you want to come to me, you come correct or you go have a seat. Y'all ain't saying nothing to me. See, you keep getting, ah, uh-uh, you ain't going to do that. ah, uh-uh, I'm not doing all of that. I'm just not certain who you were talking to. So I didn't hear you. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't. I just kept walking. Just kept walking? Who was that for? That couldn't be for me. See, look, you can't control who sends you mail. You can control the mail you open. And some of y'all need to put return to sender on some stuff. You you can take that back. If you want to have a grown talk, let's have a grown talk. But until then, return to sender. So let's deal with offended. Here it is. And I'm going to define this, we're going to go line by line. It means resentful or annoyed as a result of a perceived insult. Which means you can be offended from something that never actually happened. You just perceive that it did. Someone so walked past me and ignored me or maybe they didn't see you. Someone so walked past me and they were looking at me crazy or maybe they were constipated and the moment your face met their face, their stomach was talking back. Now you say, Bishop, that's crazy, but you will have people get offended based on things that never happened. It never happened that way. And all you have to do is ask three people the same, uh, uh, what happened about one situation. And you can see how easily people get offended because three people will have three different stories about the same thing that happened. Three different people will have a different take from today's message. Somebody said, ooh, it was good, child. I'm going to grow up. It's time for me to spiritual love. Another person will say, well, I'm trying to figure out who told him my business. You are not that important. So I hope that doesn't offend you. That's called a Holy Ghost. And you better be grateful that you have a God who cares enough about you to make sure he puts something in my mouth that speaks to your mess. Would you touch somebody next to you and say, that's the Holy Ghost? Then you have the third group of people, they just offended, they got an issue with everything. They got an issue with everything. So now why was his ankles out? These are my ankles. If you don't want your ankles out, then you put your ankles in tube socks. I'm not about that, I don't like tube socks. You offended, watch me, by something that's none of your concern. And some of y'all, you keep getting offended by stuff that's none of your concern. Well, I don't like the way so-and-so talk to so-and-so, but that's between them and them. That ain't none of your concern. I need you to fist bump somebody and say, that's not your problem. <laughs> Resentful or annoyed as a result of a perceived insult. And perception is not always reality. In fact, you ever had somebody, let's be honest, you ever talk to somebody about something, and, and they are recounting the story to you, and you're like, that's not what happened at all. And it can be simple stuff. And y'all will get into a fight about how you remembered what happened. Remember when we went to Puerto Rico and, and we had them good? I don't remember no trip to Puerto Rico. Who you was going to Puerto Rico with. See, this is what I'm talking about. So how long you been cheating? And then five minutes later, you're right, you're right. We did go to Puerto Rico. You're right, you're right. You're right. Hold on, let's just interject the message. Tell somebody next to you, say, I prophesy a vacation in the next 12 months. Tell them, say, get your passport ready. Tell them, say, you got places to go. Say, you got a whole life to live beyond the United States. There's a whole world out there, and you ain't going to be sitting up stuck in Denver. You ain't going to be sitting up stuck in Wichita. You ain't going to be sitting up stuck. Would you fist bump somebody say there's a life to live? Back to our regularly scheduled message. Perception isn't reality. It's not reality. So just because you remember it that way doesn't mean that's the way it happened. You ever had somebody tell you something, and then you were like, well, here go the receipts. And then all of a sudden, oh, because here's what we do. Here's what we do. You have to be careful. Because what the enemy will do to get you offended, you ready, is that you will remember it based on how you perceived it, not how it happened. And so now you're offended with people and mad with people, and you're angry with people. Watch me. And now you want to argue with people. Why? simply because you did not properly remember something. And so now, married couple, you didn't have a fight in the morning about something y'all misremembered. And now the whole rest of the day, you're offended, which means you have wasted hours and hours and hours when you should have been having shrimp and lobster towers. Stop right there. Because if you're offended, you ain't getting to the next line. Listen, uh, So what does resentful mean? Because some of y'all are full of resentment. You are the, Look at me. Christians, look at me. Because harvest, we will not be this. Resentful people. What does resentful mean? Look on the screen. It means feeling or expressing bitterness. What is bitterness? It's over. You're not over it. Or indignation at having been treated unfairly. So for some of you, watch me, you are full of resentment. Why? Because you're not over what's over. See how quiet it just got? That was four weeks ago. And y'all offended behind and still talking about it. Just your neighbor say, let the bitterness go. Bitterness is the residue of a painful experience. Y'all Ready? Which means it's over, but there's a residue. You ever ever clean something with a cleaner? And once you cleaned it, it looked good, and then you saw that streak left? You saw that residue left? That's bitterness. Because now, watch me, it never shines like it should because it's dull. It's dull because it's got a residue left on it. And for some of y'all, watch me, God is like, you are so smart and gifted and talented and anointed, but you're bitter, so I'll use another person. And you'll watch everybody else get blessed and God will say, stay your bitter butt there until you get over it. This is why I need you to come out of it 915 and I got to preach hard because you got to come out of it today. We don't have until tomorrow. We don't have until next week. We don't have until 2023. Why? Because in 2023, we will have already taken off and been in the air. Help somebody next to you say, let the bitterness go. go. Let's define these words because let's define these words. Here's annoyed because it says resentful or annoyed. Here's annoyed. You're slightly angry or irritated. How do you know you're annoyed? Because when they talk, you get pissed off. Come on, 915. Come on, come on. Come on. I know this is probably more of a Wednesday, but come on, let's go. Okay, everybody look at me. Don't look at the person next to you because you're going to tell yourself. You're going to tell yourself. At home, don't even, don't just look at me. Come on, YouTube. Look at me. How many, just come here. How many, that when certain people even talk. Look, you look at how they move their mouth. And you're like, I can't stand how they even move their mouth. And when you're, watch me. And when you are annoyed, everything about them is a flaw. Look Look at the way her suit is on her. I can't stand her. Look at her little feet. Can't stand her feet. If she don't get them edges together, listen up. Some jail, boo, some jail, boo. The way they talk ticks you off. The way they walk ticks you off. If they pop it on some gum, you'd be like, pop on that gum. I hope you choke on that gum. Why are y'all not being honest, 915? When you are annoyed, when they speak, it ticks you off. When you see them, it ticks you off. Everything about them ticks you off. So when you're annoyed, you're not aware of reality. So slightly angry or irritated. So anything with them automatically goes to one hundred. Anything with them automatically goes. To, if you're annoyed with somebody, here, let me tell you. Come here, come here, come here. You annoyed with somebody? Okay. Now you you set you set the chair up like you're supposed to set up, and let's pretend like you are annoyed with him. Okay, set the chair. Now watch me. You're not aware of reality, so I'm supposed to sit here. And look over here. See, when you're annoyed, watch me, you do stupid stuff. That doesn't make sense to you, but it's making you feel good about getting back at them. This is why you cannot be offended, because you're talking about moving over here. This is not where it goes, sir. It goes over here. But when you are annoyed. How many of you, based on the definitions of these words, you've discovered you're annoyed, irritated, and resentful? Listen. Thank you. Thank you, watch me. Can I define another word? Here's indignation. So remember, to be offended, it's resentful or annoyed based on a, pers- uh, a result of a perceived insult. Resentful is feeling or expressing bitterness or indignation and having been treated unfairly. Annoyed, you're slightly angry and irritated. Bitterness, it's a residue of a painful experience. Here's indignation. Anger or annoyance provoked, which means when you are offended you are always provoked. Everything is a provocation. It's never a conversation. Everything is a provocation. Do you have that? Why are you always on my back? I'm gonna hit you in the face. What are you talking about? Some people, <laughs> look at me. W- w- I'm w- w- look, 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 when 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 you are always in a state of provoke, you ever met somebody that's always on the edge? They're always look, they right, the edge there, they are right there. Some of them they like this here, which is why they're so unstable, because it's hard. Watch me to get results while you're offended. You're provoked. You're always provoked. You are always angry. Good morning. You know what? I'm about had it with you. You said shalom and good morning to everybody else. You only told me good morning. I'm out sick of this unfair treatment. See, it's quiet right through here because evidently we got a lot of offended people. But I need you to make this declaration and say, but not after today. If you don't speak to me, I'll speak to myself. If you don't help me, I'll help myself. If you do me dirty, I'll do myself right and then take myself out for what you did to me. Come on, I need you to stop letting people have this much power over you. Throw both your hands up and say, I will not be offended. So so the question is, how do we get over being offended? Two realizations we have to come to. Number one, you have offended people, so don't play the victim. You got a whole rap sheet that they have to staple papers to. Of the people you've offended so do not play the victim open your mouth make this declaration and say i've been victimized but i am not a victim here's number two feeling mistreated or insulted is a part of life but being offended listen to this is a choice to mishandle it that offended me that's your choice because you got to learn how to let people say certain stuff and say that's not my issue Sometimes on social media people try to post up as if they're going to lecture me on the word. Yes, now listen, this may I hope this doesn't come across in the, in, in, in the wrong way, but that's the subject. You, you don't, 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 don't. Now we can always grow, absolutely. We can always learn absolutely. But if I post it, you better believe it's ironclad. I'm not out here shooting blanks spiritually. Be clear. Let's be, oh God, let's be very clear about that. Spiritual. Father, I pray that every mind that just went left bring their mind back to center. And I won't be offended by their nasty minds in Jesus' name. All right? All right. This is this is. Here. And so people will post stuff and most times I don't ever see it but yesterday yesterday a few times people trying to so this person is going to try to check me on something I posted and they're going to they're gonna say G-O-D as if God is God's name you shouldn't say the name of God and they're going to say O D because you can't say God I said you're dumb because God is not God's name God is a term from the 6th century word Gudon you don't even know his name yet you're trying to check a man that studies his name now watch me. If I was offended, because some preachers do, and I understand it, some preachers get to the point they're like, "I had enough," and they start responding. I say, "Why would I come down?" See, some of y'all need to say, "I'm not coming down to play with no children. I'm a whole grown man." I need you to look at somebody next. To you and say, "Don't come down. Don't come down." So you know what I did? I slipped to the left. I clicked delete. I found the profile. I clicked block them. Watch me. And any spirits they may create, they call them profiles. I'm not going back and forth with you. So I posted a, a prophecy and, uh, uh, about how the Lord had spoken He removed stumbling boxes. Somebody posted, you can't use this to prophesy to people. I said, you're dumb. But it's not my job because you didn't come seeking knowledge. You came trying to give correction. Which means there's nothing for us to talk about. What you should have done is asked me, Men of God, since you came at me that way, uh uh-uh. uh, I-, I saw it. I saw it. I was on biceps at the time. I saw it and said, I better hear him respond before it disappears. Or hear him do it. So I saw it. I was on biceps. I said, uh uh-uh. uh, delete, block them, and any profiles they may create. Here's what some of y'all are doing. Uh-uh, uh-uh. Now, forty-five minutes later, I'm not sure who you think you're trying to talk to. But I studied here, and I went to this, and I dealt with this, and I went to that, and the Lord speaks through me. And how many people you fed, and how many people you clothed, and you've been to places I've been, and spent the grants that i spent. You don't know none, and I'm I'm. Not. So an hour later, you're responding to somebody. Look at me. That doesn't even matter. I need you to tell somebody next to you and say, do not get offended. It's a choice. So there's somebody at the staff meeting that was sitting and you didn't like the way she looked at you. You didn't like the way he looked at you. So now the whole meeting, you ain't listening because you plotting what you're going to say when y'all step out this meeting. As soon as this meeting is over, I'm going to get you together. And so now... So now you're not even focused on what's going on in the meeting. So when you lead a meeting, you don't even know what you're supposed to do. Because the whole time you've been plotting on how you're going to respond to your offense. It's quiet in this building. Say, so I will not mishandle it. So let me give you four things, and I made it as easy as A, B, C, D.
0: <laughs>
1: this is how you're going to get over being offended. Number one, number one, here's what you're going to have to do. You're going to have to acknowledge it's a stumbling block. Being offended is a stumbling block. How do you know that? Look what Jesus said. Matthew 16, 23. But he turned and said to Peter, get behind me, Satan. Amen. So how do you deal with people who intentionally cause something offensive?
0: Oh,
1: <laughs> I put this behind me. See, so you missed it. Notice what Jesus did. He said, I'm not going to even deal with what you said. Because I recognize, I shared those two examples for you just to give you... give give you a painted picture for you Peter said or Jesus said I'm not even going to deal with you get behind me you and what you said and the spirit in which you said it look at somebody and say sometimes you got to tell them to get behind you and look at me you don't have to tell them because some of you spend too much emotional energy trying to tell people what you're going to do I'm just telling you right now, I'm not going to let what you did block me or stop me. I got too much to do. My jubilee. I ain't got to tell you all that. Just, uh-uh, just stay back there. What does that mean? Get behind me. You're not part of my future. What you say is not part of my future. He says, get behind me. Look at what he calls them, Satan, which means who's trying to get you offended? The enemy. You keep talking about, I'm, you know, I'm this. That's the enemy. Look at what he tells Peter. You're an offense. Uh, Now, pay attention. He tells Peter, you're an offense. What does offense mean? You're a stumbling block. Would would you come up? Would you come up? Now, watch this. I want you to check out this. Check this out. I'm going to get one of these little blocks. What do they call these? Blocks. No, that's not Legos. Blocks. I want, I want you to see what you've been doing. I want you to see what you've been doing. And once you check it from the illustration, I want you to rejoice because you ain't doing this no more in your life. Look what Jesus said. He says, Peter, you're an offense to me. You're a stumbling block to me. You are a hindrance to me. You, you are a dangerous trap to me. You're an obstacle to me. Now, if you got rats this big... You need to move. Say dangerous trap. Uh-huh. Say dangerous trap. All right, now watch me. This is where the little, this is where the rat goes. Sometimes they went in here. You ready for this? You ready for this? Are you ready for this? I'm going to show you how dumb it is to be offended. This is you. Say, this is me. So somebody says something, does something, acts in a certain way that gets you. So they become a stumbling block. So you've tripped over that. And you're saying, that's so small, but that's how petty you cannot afford to be. Oh, my God. Would you ever somebody say, that's too small to trip over? Okay, stand back up. So you're you, you stumbling over this. You're talking about you not finna to do right over this. You're talking about you ain't finna to do what you're supposed to do over this. you talking about you're going to leave your post over this. Look at somebody say, I wish, I wish you would. So this is the first thing Jesus said. You're a stumbling block. You ain't even a whole block set. You're this. That really bothered me what she said. Grow up. I thought you was a grown queen. Well, queen up. I thought you was a king. King up then. (laughs) He says, he says, oh, stomach about a hindrance. Something's in my way. Something's in my way. Something's always, no, 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 just sit right here. I'm going to show you. Something's in your way. This is you. You got your arms, got your feet. Year. something is in my way. No, you're distracted. Because all you got to do is move to the left, and it's no longer a problem. What does this mean? I change the way I see it so that it doesn't block what I see. You ready? Look at the next definition. He says, you're a dangerous trap. This is who? You. This is a fence. It's this little trap. Let's see, I don't know, they got it set? Oh wow, oh wow. Now watch how small you have to become in order to fit into the trap. And for some of y'all, you keep sizing down for something that's not even worth it. Oh my God, lift your hands and say, I will not be offended. He says listen Peter here's why you're not bothering me I don't want you to pay attention and Peter was still around him after this day so some of you have to learn how to not be offended by people that you're around often because you can I just need to not be there's certain people you can't avoid being around so what you're gonna have to do is just learn how to not be offended You got to tell some people on your job, well, I'm not quitting, and evidently you're not, so we're going to have to figure this out when it comes to church. Well, that's my man of God, so I ain't going nowhere, and evidently he's your man of God too. You ain't going nowhere either, so what we're going to have to do is be around each other not being offended, but what I'm not going to do is put an option on the table that doesn't belong there. Y'all ready? What he tells Peter, he says, you are not mindful of the things of God. He says, you're mindful of the things of men. Here's what he was telling Peter. He said, you are dumb right now. I mean, that with love. (laughs) Look at how Peter talked to the people he loved. Excuse me, Jesus talked to the people he loved. See, here's your thought of Jesus. Oh, I love you. Oh, come here. You had a rough day? Come on, sport, let's talk. (laughs) Read your Bible about how he talked to the people he loved. Peter is one he loved. You know what he calls Judas? Hey, friend. You know what he tells Peter, you're the devil, get out of my way, you're not mindful of the things of God, and you better not go nowhere. You only know who's really with you after y'all have an offense moment. You only know who's really your ride or die after y'all have been offended and still say, well, you ain't going nowhere, I ain't going nowhere, let's keep it moving. Number two, A, you got to acknowledge it's a stumbling block. Number two, B, you have to be slow to anger. It's easy to get angry once you've been offended. How many of you, you know, your anger can go from zero to one hundred quickly. You can go from hey ba shayandararabasha to yeah. beep, beep, beep 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 beep. You can go. For, look, you can be in church lifting your hands, worshiping God. See something that offends you and be like, you old. Why well, ain't there no honest people at this 915? Oh Parents, you could be praying with your kids in the morning. And then something happened, and you go from father, just cover my child to you. Come on, 915. So let's be honest. Uh-uh. See how you just, the lying spirit came out? Oh, we do say, let's, let's be honest. So what does Proverbs 19.11 say? Good sense and discretion make a man slow to anger. Which means if I get angry over this, what am I going to tear, <laughs> tear up because of you? What am I going to tear up because of you? What am I going to tear down because of you? Some of you will set your house on fire because you're mad with a person in the house. All right. He says good sense of discretion make a man slow to anger and it's to his honor and glory. Look at this next word to overlook an offense without seeking revenge and harboring resentment. Let me break this now because all of the offenders will try to use this verse against you. You need to overlook. If you love me. You need to overlook. Overlook means I'm going to overcome this. Look at this next definition pass by. So let's do it again. Let's set up our stumbling block. Let's set up our dangerous trap. And then my hand is the thing, watch me, that uh, tries to distract you and becomes a hindrance to you. Pay attention. So here's what the scripture says. It is to your honor and your glory when you overlook, which means I pass it by. So I see this trying to get me, but I'm going over there. You ain't mad about what they did? I didn't say that. I just decided that today is the Lord's day. And I don't have to. I'm not. I'm not doing it. Look at somebody. Can you just say this to them? Say, I'm not going to be able to do that. I see this trap right here. I know it's a trap. I know it's a trap. And I know it's a trap trying to get me because I'm close to something big. What do they put next to the rat traps? Some cheese. You about to get your, oh my God. 915, would you lift your hands and worship God like you got a big breakthrough? Like you got something major? Come on, in the building, and don't I say something major's at my door. And I will not lose it because I get offended. Just about two or three people and say some major cheese is flowing your direction. I, cheese is an idiom for money. Increase. Breakthrough. So the reason I'm not going to be offended is because you will be the least of my concerns in a few days. Y'all ready? I said, are y'all ready? We gotta go. Number three, you have to choose to forgive. Thank you. A, B, C. You can leave right there. Leave right there. Leave right there. Cause see, it, no, put, put it. Go ahead, and put it. Let's put it back. Cause see, here's the deal. It's not gonna move. You have to pass by it. It's not gonna move. So, some of you are looking for a day, I'm looking for a day, ain't nobody gonna do me crazy. You're looking for a day where you're gonna have robots. And let's tell the truth, even these robots got attitudes. Come on, come on, come on, look, look, I'm gonna preach this thing. How many of you know that Alexa has got a whole spirit on her? Siri's got a whole spirit. And I don't know nothing about Google, I don't have time to make new relationships. What is Google name? Cortana? Her name is Google. Who? It's not a name. Oh, Cortana is Windows. See, I didn't even know. So what is Google? What do you say to Google on Android? What do you say? Hey, Google. Look. I told Siri to do something the other day, and she gonna, she going to say something back to me. I said, you're a whole computer. I will cut you. Okay, all right. We're about to move on. But am I the only one that it almost seems like you got some type of pseudo interaction that you treat like a real person? Which... Don't don't do me like that. Cause some of y'all will sit and have a full conversation back to her. You know what? I've about had it, but you're not doing it. I'm sorry. I can't process that. You know why? Siri, pass right by your offense. Y'all not going to say that. And that's the same thing you need to do when people are trying to offend you. I see what you're trying to do, but I'm going to pass right by. Lift up one of your hands and say, I'll pass by. So A, acknowledge it's a stumbling block. B, be slow to anger. C, here we go, choose to forgive. This is perhaps the most difficult part. Because forgiveness is a choice. Forgiveness is an action. It's not a feeling. It's a decision. Here it is. Look at the Bible. Proverbs 17 and 9. Proverbs means wisdom. Say, this is wisdom. Come on, say it again. Say, this is wisdom. He who covers and forgives an offense seeks love. But he who repeats or gossips about a matter separates intimate friends or close friends. Let's break this verse down. Say, close this out. Now, uh, at 11 15, we may have a. Different restaurant. At the 915, we got Waffle House. Let me have a pen here. This, this the Waffle House receipt book. Yeah, yeah. Don't act like y'all don't know nothing about Waffle House. Oh, this the 915. I forgot, this is my bougie experience. I know you don't know anything about Waffle House. So Waffle House, you know, they write the order. You want cheese with that? American or cheddar, that's an additional $19 the cheese. (laughs) You better start bringing your own cheese to the restaurant and be like, I got it. (laughs) The extra cheese, you be like, how did y'all come up with that total? (laughs) All right, right. so you got your Waffle House receipt book. Now pay attention. Um, At a restaurant, one of the things you have to learn how to do is to close out the tab. What does that mean? Um, they're going to look at you real suspect if you're getting them walking out and you haven't closed out the tab. Let me tell you why some of you always have conflicts. You never close it out. And you think that not dealing with it is solving the problem. It's not because we're going to have to deal with this tab at some point because there's an unpaid bill and you got $19 worth of cheese on here. So what does the Bible say? If you have had someone that's done something to you, that's an issue. What does the Bible say? Close it out. Which means, hey, let's just have a chat. So did you know when you walked right past me and said hey to everybody else and didn't say nothing to me? Did you not see me? To close it out, you ask questions. You don't make accusations. Because they may say, you know what, actually, I didn't see you. You know? Listen, when I'm, when I'm, for example, when I'm in a mall or something like that, I'm on a mission. I'm just a mall. Anywhere I am, I'm on a mission. No matter where I go, I'm on a mission, okay? And I had to learn to, I, now I pay much more attention because I don't want nobody to say, Bishop didn't say this. I would slow down. I would look. I'm pay attention. But I'm on a mission. So I may have missed somebody and it wasn't in, intended to offend them. I just was looking at where I was headed. Now check out the point. Some of you get so offended with people And you never close the tab out. You never said, let's close this out. And then what the Bible says, and forgives. Here's forgiveness. Say, what's forgiveness, Bishop? Bishop? Concluding resentment Mm. and anger, which means when you forgive, you have given up the right to be mad about it. And some of y'all, you don't say you're glad about it. You'll confess it is, I'm mad about it. and I'm still mad about it it happened in January but I'm mad about it can't be it means I give up my right to be angry and I cease look at this last part and we're going to move on fast from this part because this is where it gets real and cease to demand revenge or punishment let's move on to point D You want me to go back to C real fast? Okay, what's me? Here's forgiveness. Here's forgiveness. I'm not mad by my choice. And I, I'm not demanding punishment or revenge. That's forgiveness. It's not forgiveness if, here's what some of y'all think. Here's forgiveness. I forgive them, and they're going to get what's coming to them. Can we be honest? 915. Come on, Facebook. Come on, YouTube. We be like, I forgive and I pray for them. Because the Bible says when you pray for them, you reap hot coals on their head. So, Lord, drop the hot fi- drop fire on their head. And while the Word does say that, the Bible says you have to cease to demand. This is why for some of you, God's not going to get them until you stop demanding. He does. Y'all don't like this. Let's go to point D. Don't, now, you ready for this next part? Don't think forgiveness means fellowship. Because somebody if you forgive me, we got to go back to the way it was. You a lie. You a whole lie. The truth is not found n- nigh thee. So look at the verse. Verse says in Romans 16 and 17. Now I urge you, brethren. Note, one translation says, mark. Look at the person next to you and say, I hope you're not a mark. It says, note or mark those who cause divisions, watch this, and offenses. Which means, if I see, watch me, not a moment but a pattern. If I, just, if I see that we have a pattern here, a pattern, got to add extra syllables, a pattern. If I see we have a pattern here of where you like to start stuff, the Bible tells me to mark you. And look what it says, contrary to the doctrine, translation, if you start stuff that's contrary to what we're being taught, Which means, who is he talking to? Church people with church people. Believers with believers. Christians with Christians. Families with families. Business partners with business partners. He's saying, he's saying, he's saying to them, he says, if you see somebody who does not have the spirit of what we're being taught, the heart of what we're being taught, mark them. And then look what the last part of the verse is. And avoid them. Which means I will deal with you as I have to. And I will make it pleasant. And I will make it godly. And I will make it spiritual. You won't even know that low-key, eh, you're like bland Kool-Aid to me. What do you do with bland Kool-Aid? You don't want it, you want to throw it out. The Bible says, just avoid having to deal with you in areas you can't be trusted. There are some people you keep lending money to. And they, have, they are a mark. You ain't getting that money back, sure enough. And you keep saying, oh, you know, I just, I'm trying to be like Jesus. This is what Jesus is like. Jesus said, Mark. How did Jesus practice this? He knew Judas was stealing from him. Do you ever see him confront Judas? No, because he's like Judas. Mark. I didn't mark you. So what does this mean? I know how to not. You ain't getting me caught up in this. Because you are a stumbling block to me. You're a dangerous trap to me. I have to become too small to deal with you. And for some of you, this is what the enemy keeps doing. You have to, get so, you have to become so small because you start nitpicking at stuff. You got to be so small. You got to be so small. And God says, just avoid them. When they call, say, shoot me a text. When they text, say, I'll see you tomorrow. Y'all not saying nothing. When they call you and it's an emergency, say, is it really an emergency? Y'all are not saying nothing. When they look sad, say, you know what? I can see you going through something. I'm praying for you. I'm praying for you.
0: I gotta go. I gotta go. I
1: ain't coming to sit down next to you and say, what's going on? Because you've been Marked. some of you look at me you keep wanting to remove yourself from marks now realizing every environment will have marks I don't want to go to school anymore it's too many marks the next school will have marks too and they're going to be worse because you just told God you can't deal with them and I'm getting ready to close would you look up at somebody next to you and say don't let the marks move you Say, be steadfast unmovable always abounding in the work of the Lord say I will not be offended another day of my life I choose not to be for every person but this is your choice I need you to make your choice clear in the realm of the spirit and release a praise right there come on 915 come on Facebook come on YouTube say I'll not be offended to not be offended. Everybody stand. Everybody stand. Everybody stand. We got to go. Everybody stand. Everybody stand in the building and at home. Put your hands on yourself. Say, this is for me. This is for me. <laughs> this is for me. Say it again. Say, this is, this is for me. Say, I have my instructions now. Here's about a nice close. In this building, end online. line, if you need to become a Christian for the first time, this is your moment. Secondly, maybe you've given your life to the Lord. You've not been faithful to him. This is your time to return to the Lord. Thirdly, maybe something got you offended. And so you are not really sure where things stand with God. This is your moment. He's not mad. He's not angry. He's not upset. He loves you and he loves you unconditionally. We all have been here. And can I be honest with you? We're all going to make some more mistakes in this area too. But guess what? Our confession will be, I will not be offended. Our confession will be, I will not be offended. Come on. Our confession will be, I will not be offended. But today, first step some of you need to take to get past the trap, get past the stumbling block, is to give your life to the Lord. In this building, I'm going to ask you to raise your hand when I count to three. Online, I'm going to ask you to do the hand wave emoji or say it's me. If you need to become a Christian, recommit yourself to the Lord or be sure on three, throw that hand up. One, two, three. Throw that hand up in this building. Online, do the hand wave emoji or say it's me. Wherever you're at, wherever you're at. Come on, everybody pray this for me. Say, Father, thank you for dying in my place. Thank you for your love for me. I confess with my mouth. I believe in my heart that you are my Lord and my Savior. Give me the grace to be a faithful Christian from this day forward. I will not be offended. It's a choice. And I choose life and life more abundantly. In Jesus' name. Can you clap your hands for those that just gave their lives to the Lord? Come on, 915. If you just prayed that prayer for the first time, take out your mobile phone, scan the QR code on the screen, or text the word DECISION to 877-552. You got it. Listen, some of you say, but you need a shepherd. And Bishop, how do I know the shepherd God's called me to? It's in the voice of the shepherd. Hear me, and I said this last week, and I'm going to keep saying this. God does not call you to the people in the church. He calls you to a voice. Jeremiah 3, 15, I will give you shepherds after my own heart. Which means whether you're in Denver, Atlanta, anywhere across America and around the world, when you hear the voice of your shepherd, that's how you know. It speaks life into you. It challenges you. It corrects you. It comforts you. It's amazing because the voice of your shepherd can check you and love you at the same time. Do I have any witnesses in the building that... You can be like, whoo, I so need to change that, but thank God that he loves me. And so you can connect to our family. Scan the QR code on the screen. Text JOIN HARVEST is one word to 877-552-4746. Uh, if you came in late, you weren't able to give, get that ready. Secondly, if you want to sow to seal, I want you to get a seed to seal that today. I want you to get a seed to seal that today, a seed to seal that today. I want us to tie our seed to Matthew 16 and 23, where Jesus told Peter, he says, you are an offense you're a stumbling block. You're a dangerous trap to me. You're a hindrance to me. Whatever you sow, put the numbers 2 and 3. You want to do 23, do 23. You want to do 32, do 32. You want to do 230, do 230. But everybody sow something to seal this word. Where does that come from in the Bible? First Samuel chapter 9. Scripture says that when they received the word that gave them direction, they sowed in that to seal that. And I need you to seal this thing about being offended. We don't have time for this. Somebody say, I don't have time for this. Life is so much better when you don't have time to be offended. So-so, you ain't offended by what so-so said. No, they're not. So-so and said this. Here's my question: What'd you say? I want to know what you said back, so I should know if I need to mark them or mark them and you. All I need to know is who to mark. But I'm not going to get pulled in all of that. Touch the person next to you. Say, don't get pulled in all of that. So you got some cheese coming your way. You got some cheddar coming your way. Come on, prophesy. I say you got big things coming your way. And ain't nobody got time for that. Come on. Lift your seed to the Lord. You can use Cash App, Dollar Sign, Bishop Forman number 2, PayPal, Vidmo, Zelle, Gimlify. All of that's available. The email is hello at harvest.search. What are we sowing? You're going to call this your not offended seed. Because I will not be offended. Say this with me. Say, I'm blessed to be a blessing. I sowed a seal this word. I will not be offended. It's a choice, and I make the decision that I will not be offended. I won't fall for the trap. I won't fall for the hindrance. I won't fall for the stumbling block. In Jesus' name, amen.
0: give. Remember to love God, love people and love life.